Thank you, Dr. Bridges and uh, messengers. It is a delight to join together uh, with you for uh, this annual meeting. Um, before I officially begin uh, the sharing of, of my report, I'd like to take uh, just a moment of uh, personal uh, privilege to indicate a few items that I think uh, all of you will be interested in. Uh, first of all, I've lost track of where uh, John Abair may, may be seated. There he is right in, right in front of me. I told him to be right in front of me, and I didn't look right in, fr right, right in front of me. So perhaps some of you have uh, heard or read uh, that uh, John Abair is going to be retiring at the end of the, this calendar year, 2022. Uh, and I wanted to take a moment for our uh, messengers to recognize that. John joined our team on October the 18th, 1999, in a different century, we could say. <laughs> and uh, he became, uh, on January 1st, 2011, the team director uh, of our missions and ministry team. And John has served with incredible excellence uh, throughout uh, uh, that entire uh, tenure and we are excited for John and this new season, and yet uh, uh, our, uh, regret that he is no longer going to be daily with us in, in the building. I, I have a sneaky suspicion that he will be uh, regularly with us in the building on some occasion, but we will miss him on that daily basis. I, I've said to many groups and to many individuals that one of the incredible joys that I have every single day is to come to work with the people that I get to come to work with. And uh, John Abair is right at the top of that list. We're going to uh, miss his uh, sneaky kind of wit and sneaky kind of humor that he lends to uh, all of our uh, discussions and breakout times and uh, meetings. And uh, we're going to miss uh, stories. I'll tell you what else we're going to miss. It was mentioned earlier that Reggie knows everybody in Louisiana. I'm going to tell you, John Bear really knows everybody. We never go to a restaurant or anywhere that, uh, that uh, John doesn't know somebody uh, in, that, uh, in, in that restaurant. So I just want to take a moment to honor John and recognize him. You take a moment to congratulate him with me. John, Thank you, John. You have uh, served Louisiana Baptist well, and you, you've... <laughs> there you go. In addition to that, before I begin my report formally, I want to uh, take a moment to thank uh, publicly Dr. David Brooks and Pastor Todd Strain, pastors here uh, of, uh, of Calvary, as well as their entire staff and membership. They have been outstanding hosts, haven't they? Amen. As a former uh, pastor who served a church that hosted such meetings as this, I know that this is not an easy task and even at times can be inconvenient, especially with uh, Thanksgiving upon us and right after Thanksgiving, Christmas season uh, upon us. But uh, Calvary, you have served us well and we are, we are uh, thankful for that. In addition, I want to thank publicly my entire staff, our, your State Mission Services staff. When we have annual meeting, this is an all-hands-on-deck type deal. 
And I'm inspired by the way that you love what you do, not only here at annual meeting time, but really all throughout the year. So thank you uh, to all of our team here at Louisiana Baptist. Well, as I begin my report this year, I remind you that last year I shared with you some personal commitments regarding what we would do uh, as we awaited the full report of the Southern Baptist Convention's annual uh, sexual abuse task force. I want to follow up a bit on that this year. Whereas uh, Louisiana Baptists, unlike some other state convention annual meetings like entertain a motion to appoint or elect a sexual abuse task force. I've been involved in several areas related to sexual abuse uh, and discussions and discoveries uh, uh, about that. In January of this year, your state mission services staff gathered for training sessions by, led by Ministry Safe related to recognizing the signs of grooming tendencies of sexual predators. And information learned in those meetings led to other decisions. First and foremost, all of our staff will continue to do online training through the organization Ministry Safe to stay current on all information that we should have. We've already begun these individualized training sessions. In addition, we have regular and ongoing conversations as an entire team and as our sub-teams regarding our growing understanding of how these matters change the way that we do basic ministry, especially and specific to our work at Tall Timbers, our camp, collegiate ministry at our BCMs, and disaster relief. In April of this year, along with our president, Dr. Bridges, we had t together attended a meeting in Nashville to meet with other state convention leaders with members of the Southern Baptist Convention's task force and leadership of the ERLC. And this gave Dr. Bridges and me a firsthand view of the work that the Sexual Abuse Task Force would likely bring to the convention. In September, the Administrative Committee of the Executive Board of Louisiana Baptist Convention adopted a change to our personnel manual regarding the chain of reporting abuse within our state mission services staff. Instead of the reporting stopping with me, as was in the past, the employees are now advised that they can report to the executive board president. To that, we now have more clear guidelines on what to do with those reports of abuse, if any, in our organization. And I want to take this moment to encourage every church and ministry to examine their own guidelines and to establish similar guidelines. And even without the decision to appoint a task force, I decided to implement our own internal committee to help guide our work in the area of sexual abuse awareness and reform. And this committee is called the Louisiana Baptist Convention Sexual Abuse Response Council. The council members are made up of one member from each of our state mission services teams. And they have been tasked specifically with keeping me up to date with the Southern Baptist Convention process and have the ultimate goal of preparing and maintaining a resource for Louisiana Baptist churches regarding best practices on how to prevent sexual abuse and caring for the survivors in the event of sexual abuse. And you will find a sheet like the one that is on the screen now in your registration materials. I hope that you'll bring that home with you. And you can watch 
how to uh, keep that paper to watch for how to access those coming materials. That should be somewhere in the first quarter of 2023. So let us be known as a people who are always, always willing to do the next right thing. As we turn our attention to other matters, you might have heard, in fact, you've heard today from Jonathan Howe that the Southern Baptist Convention annual meeting is coming to New Orleans, coming to Louisiana. As stated, originally scheduled for another state, North Carolina, logistical reasons with the size of the venue made it necessary to change host cities. And now New Orleans will be that host city. I recently heard from officers with the Southern Baptist Convention that on average about 25% of attendees on any given year are first-time attendees to a Southern Baptist Convention annual meeting. And maybe you, some of you in this room, will be first, those first-time attendees this year. If you've never been to a Southern Baptist Convention annual meeting, there's never an opportunity like 2023. You ought to go this year. Brothers and sisters, I, I want to encourage all of us to be all in as Louisiana Baptists in hosting this annual meeting, hosting the annual meeting, the pastor's conference, other auxiliary meetings is exciting. But let me tell you what ought to be even more exciting than hosting the meeting. And that is that we have an opportunity to impact lostness in New Orleans and the region surrounding it by having two strategic evangelistic events coming to us as part of the annual meeting. One is called Crossover. And Crossover is not new to Southern Baptist life in conjunction with the annual meeting. So, uh, crossover is an intentional evangelist strategy meant to bring Southern Baptists to the annual meeting before the convention convenes. And Keith Manuel is our director of evangelism and church growth team and is the designated point person for us on our side for, cross, for Crossover. I want to encourage you to sign up today by going to the evangelism exhibit and signing up for you and your church to be a part of Crossover. We'll talk more about this at, at Econ in January. By the way, Econ is uh, at First Baptist West Monroe on January 23 and 24. And we will be talking more about Crossover and equipping folks there uh, this year. Maybe a new idea for some of you, we will also have the NAM-sponsored Serve Tour coming pre-convention in New Orleans. The Serve Tour seeks to involve people in acts of service as the foundation to evangelism. And as well, we will be signing up teams of people to, uh, for the Serve Tour. Go back to your associations, and as a minimum, let's have a goal of, of, of one crossover team and one Serve team per association. I want you to watch this brief video to see a bit more of what we are talking about. Pastors, we're so excited about all that you're doing each and every day to reach out to your community with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we are equally excited about partnering with you the week prior to the convention, 2023. Crossover and Serve Tour are jo joining forces to provide a powerful season of time right before the convention to extend the ministries you have going on right now in, in a more specific way to the communities in and around New Orleans. One of those is Serve Tour. Samuel, tell you a little bit about how you can get involved in this powerful event. Yeah, I'm so thankful, Tim, for Serve Tour and Crossover partnering together on June 9th and 10th as we come to the convention. Send Relief Serve Tour 
is a national partnership with state conventions, local associations, and local churches partner with you to serve in compassion ministry projects where we serve the most vulnerable in the city, where we serve the schools, we serve bivocational pastors, and churches being revitalized or churches being planted. And we would love not only for volunteers across the SBC to come to New Orleans and serve, man, but we want to encourage you and your church. We'd love to come alongside you and serve with you uh, as we show the love of Jesus and share the gospel with those in New Orleans area. We're going to have hubs in Homa, hubs in New Orleans. We even have a Spanish hub in New Orleans. And so if you are interested in partnering with Serve Tour and Crossover, whether being a part of one of our Compassion Ministry projects or whether you want to host your own evangelism project in your neck of the woods, click whether you'd want to be part of one of our Compassion Ministry projects or if you want to do your own project, you can click that as well. We want to encourage you to consider on that Sunday if you would consider having a Harvest Sunday. Yeah, that's a big piece of this. In fact, um, on the North Shore, in the city of New Orleans, and in Homa, we're encouraging churches on that Sunday to emphasize evangelism, to have a Harvest Sunday, to bring in a special guest preacher to, to speak on evangelism. If you need help with that, we'd love to help. But really to call the community to church and to share the gospel of hope and pray that God would use that to bring people to Jesus. I mean, our desire is to impact that entire region with the gospel of Jesus through compassion and through intentional evangelistic witness. And if there's a way that we can help you get involved, please let us know. We're so grateful for all that you do every day. Louisiana Baptists, we cannot miss this opportunity. We cannot miss this evangelistic opportunity coming to our state. We have said that, uh, that the meeting has been moved by the providential hand of God. This meeting has been moved to our state. I don't believe that anything happens by accident. And so instead of uh, us saying in Louisiana that it's been moved for logistical reasons, why not we believe that God has intervened and moved this to our state. You're mindful and quote these words often, Jesus' words that the harvest is abundant, but the workers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. Well, we know that the harvest is ripe for abundance in New Orleans. And now we can say that the Lord has answered our prayer, and at least for this abbreviated time, there are going to be more workers in that field. We cannot miss this strategic opportunity. Some of us might need to adjust our schedule around convention and be there earlier. I pray that we will have scores of people from our churches involved, and as a result, hundreds into the thousands of people that declare their faith in Christ because of these two evangelistic opportunities. In fact, we've been challenged that we would see 2,000 decisions for Christ. I've tweaked that number up just a bit so that since it's going to be 2023, why not we pray exactly for 2,023 decisions for Christ before the convention happens in New Orleans this summer. Would you join me in praying for this great commission endeavor? But, listen, and be willing to put feet to those prayers by being involved in this evangelistic initiative. 
Now, our president has given us the excellent theme of dwell for this annual meeting. This theme captures my heart because it's easy to dwell on the negative. However, in Paul's letter to the Philippians and in his ongoing admonition to rejoice, we must dwell on these things. Whatever is true and honorable, just and pure and lovely, commendable, anything that is morally excellent, that which is praiseworthy. Let let me see if I can't help us to dwell, to do exactly that for a few moments. We strive to maximize our cooperative program impact by seeking the lost, by serving the churches, and by supporting cooperative missions and ministry. And I want to tell you, Louisiana Baptist, that there is much to dwell on in these areas. First of all, seeking the lost. We have heard exciting stories of what you are doing to seek the lost in Louisiana. We rejoice at the accounts that we have heard all over the state. We've heard about Trinity Baptist Church in Lake Charles who have seen now more than 56 consecutive weeks of baptisms. We've heard about the revivals in Lafayette, for example, with over 100 decisions. And now we're hearing uh, stories uh, coming out of Lydian Parish where hundreds of people have been saved in the last month in crusade. We've heard about churches doing that day by day, week by week, work to call people to relationship with Jesus. May this foster a culture of evangelism in Louisiana. We are seeding the gospel throughout Louisiana through our media outreach campaign called Here For You. Now running in its fourth year, this may well be the longest running continuous media outreach in Southern Baptist Convention history. In these four years, Louisiana Baptist, that's you, that's all of us, have seeded God's word, God's truth in 94% of TV households across the state. We are interacting with an average of 187,000 people per month via social media and streaming services. And you ask a good question when you ask us, is this doing any good? Well, listen, over 3,750 people have indicated decision for Christ through our partnership with the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. In the first three quarters of 2022, there have been 4,557 views of the gospel presentation and approximately 700 indicated decisions for Christ. I want you to watch this brief video and see how you can help connect the seeds. Louisiana Baptist Multimedia Outreach Strategy, Here For You, scatters the seeds of God's truth in hearts and homes across Louisiana with the goal of connecting people to the gospel and to your local church. These commercials help begin the conversation, but God uses you to help make the connection. Here's an example. Meet Jack's friend, Ben. Jack has been praying that Ben will come to know Jesus. And here's Ben watching one of the Here For You commercials during an LSU game. It got his attention for a moment. Now, this might not seem like much, but it was the first of many seeds. Ben's wife, Kelsey, saw the same commercial on her Facebook page the next morning before heading to work. She talked about it with Ben on their way out the door. The seeds began to connect. 
Ben ran into Jack at a restaurant one Saturday. Jack was wearing a Here For You shirt. Ben recognized the name and the logo from the commercial. Jack shared how his faith in Jesus helped pull him through some really difficult times. Another connection was made. A couple of days later, Ben passed a church with a Here For You sign out front. He also began to notice those same Here For You yard signs around town. More seeds, more curiosity, more connections. A week later, a friend invited Kelsey to church, but Kelsey knew Ben had never really been open to attending church. Something began stirring in Ben's heart and made him curious, even comfortable with the idea. Ben and Kelsey went to church the next Sunday and it exceeded their expectations. They saw friendly faces, experienced a welcoming atmosphere, and heard a helpful message. They were also pleasantly surprised when they discovered this was Jack's church too. In the following weeks, many seeds were planted and more connections were made. That's when Ben made the most important decision of his life. He decided to follow Jesus. God used a Louisiana Baptist Here For You commercial, his friend Jack, a shirt, a sign, and others to connect Ben and Kelsey to the gospel and to the church. How can God use you this week? I want you to go by the communication team's booth to find out more information how you can let your community know that you are part of this effort called Here For You. Our camps at Tall Timbers were full and vibrant this year, and this produced gospel impact as we seek the lost together. Youth camps had 1,100 teens participate, and 150 of them made commitments to Jesus Christ. Children's camps had 1,200 children participate, and they had 75 make decisions for Christ. 700 teenagers made a spiritual decision at YAC last November. Be praying for this weekend in YEC. We had 15 decisions at MJAM and children's missions camps this past summer. And we recognize that we can do better in seeking the lost if we continue to train people to go after the lost. And that's why we are committed and we're dwelling on the commitment today to continue to train people to share their faith. For example, at every youth event, whether it be YEC, our youth camps, we are training teenagers to share their faith. And because of that, over 5,500 students were trained in using the Roman road to share their faith with other teenagers on their campuses and in their friend groups. We will continue to seek to train people to share the gospel at this year's Econ, training the next generation of evangelists as have been at the forefront of our BCM work this year. We have dubbed this year the year of gospel conversation on our campuses. And BCM leadership is challenging students to make personal commitments to have personal conversations and talk to people about what it means to follow Jesus. Tulane, for example, have challenged their students to have 100 gospel conversations on campus this year. LSU and LSU Alexandria and Northwestern have reported students leading other students to Christ. And over Christmas break, 140 of our BCM students will go on mission to Mexico, 90 of them from LSU alone. We are maximizing our cooperation by having gospel impact across the campuses in Louisiana. Evangelism and church planting go hand in hand. 
18 new churches have been planted in 2022. And because of this, we can now say that every Sunday in the state of Louisiana, the gospel is being proclaimed to 14 different people groups in 12 different languages. We're also using our church planting network to train people to share the gospel. For example, 700 people have been trained this year in the made to multiply gospel conversation. I'm dwelling today on all of this. I'm dwelling on the promise from God's word that God's word will not return void. So says Isaiah. I'm dwelling on the biblical axiom that sowing always precedes reaping. I'm dwelling on the biblical truth that some plant, some water, but God is faithful to give the increase. In addition to seeking the lost, it's our pleasure to serve the church. There's much joy in serving you, Louisiana Baptists. There's much joy in serving the church. We echo the Apostle Paul when he wrote to the Corinthians saying, for we're not proclaiming ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your servants for Christ's sake. We serve the church when we come alongside of a pastor and just listen We serve the church when we provide our Shepherd's Rest program, allowing pastors to have a month away from the work of preaching. We serve the church when we provide retreats for pastors and their wives, or retreats for ministers' wives to gather with other ministers' wives. We serve the church when we come alongside to plant and replant or revitalize churches. We serve the church when we offer equipping seminars like Regroup, The January Bible study preview workshops, VBS workshops, just to name a few. We serve the church and women's our Embrace Women's Conference and women who lead conferences across the state. We serve the church when we recruit and organize and mobilize and manage our volunteer missions builder program. For me, seeing how we can partner together to have maximum gospel impact is something worth dwelling on. We also find ourselves dwelling on supporting cooperative missions and ministries. We exist to support cooperative missions and ministries. The primary vehicle to support cooperative missions and ministries is and will always be, in my opinion, the cooperative program. And as of last week, Louisiana Baptist churches have cooperated together to give $15,716,169.33. Now that's just a number until you realize that this is $210,000 more than the same period last year. And we rejoice in that. And this cooperative giving strategy means that we are joining together to have 3,532 missionaries serving, of which 141 claim Louisiana as their home state. Amen. This cooperative giving strategy means that churches are being planted throughout North America. This cooperative giving strategy means that the next generation of pastors and missionaries are being theologically trained through our six seminaries. This cooperative giving strategy means that college students are being taught in every discipline through a Christian worldview at Louisiana Christian University. This cooperative giving strategy means that we join together with Mississippi, Ohio, and Kentucky to purchase a van for refugee ministry in Poland. 
as well as send four teams to Poland and one team to Romania to assist send relief for Ukrainian refugees. This cooperative giving strategy means that we responded in Missouri and Kentucky when they encountered catastrophic flooding. This cooperative strategy means that we responded to run a major disaster relief site in Naples, Florida in, in response to Hurricane Ian. And this cooperative strategy means that at least 13,000 people obtained a little resource called Change Me to lead them in praying through personal revival. When our president asks us, is there anything worthy of praise to dwell on? My answer is a resounding yes. Yes, indeed. But Louisiana Baptist, it's time to dream again. When I began in May 2019, a common question was to identify my hopes and dreams for Louisiana Baptist. And if I could be candid with you now, some three and a half years later, whatever dreams there might have been were sidetracked by Southern Baptist controversy, worldwide pandemic and COVID, and catastrophic hurricanes. But it's time to dream again. It doesn't mean that those things are over. In fact, we live with the reality that those things may never be over. They may always be with us. Crisis has a way of always chasing us. What's that old line? We're either in a crisis, about to be in a crisis, or just coming out of a crisis. However, it's time to dream again. But we don't dream about things going back to normal as they were before controversy, COVID, and catastrophe. In fact, I think many of you will agree with me that that kind of normal wasn't all that good. What we need to return to is a New Testament normal. The kind we read about in the book of Acts. For example, in Acts chapter 2, verse 47, when we read that every day, every day, the Lord added to their number those who are being saved. Acts 5.14, believers were added to the Lord in increasing numbers, multitudes of both men and women. Acts 5.42, every day, every day in the temple and in various homes, they continue teaching and proclaiming the good news about Jesus as the Messiah. Acts 16.5, so the churches were strengthened in the faith and grew daily and in numbers. Would you dream with me again about having a Louisiana that has a culture of evangelism? Our state is known for our culture. May we get to a point in the not-too-distant future when it can be said of us as Louisiana Baptists that we have a culture of evangelism. So let it be. I say today, let it be. Dream with me today and see if you do not agree. Let it be. If we want to fulfill the... God has called us to in the state of Louisiana, we've got to go and we've got to go together. Look in the highways and the byways. Look in the cities and the towns. Look in the neighborhoods and the inner city. Look in the bayous and the boulevards. There are nearly two million lost people in our beloved state of Louisiana. 
And without Jesus Christ, those two million people will enter into a Christless eternity. Look around. Come on, family. Let's look around. There's lostness all around us. And I say, let it be us. Let it be us who tells Louisiana that Jesus is the answer. I know it looks bleak. I know there are a lot of lost folks. But let it be us who tells Louisiana that Jesus still saves. Why? Because we believe he can save. He can save the atheist and the agnostic. He can save the broken and the burdened. He can save the disenfranchised, the uninterested, the uninformed, and the unfortunate. He can save the carefree the demon possessed, the addict, the prostitute, the down and out and the up and up. He can save the businessman, the student, the professional from your house to the trap house. He can save anybody who will call upon his name. Let it be us who goes with the conviction to tell Louisiana that Jesus still saves and armed with this conviction. Let it be us that launches out into the lostness of our beloved state. God has called us to this mission. He didn't call someone else from somewhere else for some other time. He called me. Yes, he called you. The mission is great. The stakes are high, but we will succeed. We'll succeed because our Lord has paid the price. He bore the cross. He died in our place. He rose from the dead. He is seated at the right hand of the Father on high. He lives and he reigns. He ever intercedes for the saints. He still saves today. So come on, family. Let's do it together. So let it be. Let it be us. Let it be us daily. Did you catch, catch that word in the Acts readings of daily? Daily the Lord added to their numbers those who are being saved. And so we want you to go home with a, a t-shirt today. You'll see the slide of this t-shirt that simply says, daily. And these shirts are found in our exhibit area. Go by and get one. We have one for every person who is here. And as you take this t-shirt home and wear it, let it be a reminder and a conversation starter. Let it be a reminder for you to pray daily for the lost. Let it be a reminder to you to seek opportunities daily to evangelize the lost. Let it be a reminder to expect daily to be saved. Let's daily be a sowing people. Let's daily be a proclaiming people. Let's daily be a praying people. Let's daily be an expecting people. And if we do all that, then soon will be the day where daily we might be a reaping people. In the late 18th century, William Carey began to preach a simple yet influential sermon. Most of you have heard that sermon. In fact, if you were here in the beginning when Dr. Brooks prayed, you heard this, you heard this sermon. It was a simple two-point sermon. Number one, expect great things from God. And secondly, attempt great things for God. Let's do that. A lot of you know that I was a pastor in New Iberia, Louisiana, from 1999 to 2005. And while we lived there, we would often bring our out-of-town guests to the most famous thing in New Iberia's area, and that is the Tabasco Processing Plant. 
and a little area, so far as I know, one of those kind of places in Louisiana where there's one road in and one road out. But since 1868, and that little village called Avery Island, the McElhaney family have been growing peppers and making Tabasco hot sauce. And today, they ship those little bottles of hot sauce to 195 countries. And the thought occurred to me one day as I was bringing some folks there. My goodness, if folks from this little small village in Louisiana can have the passion and the plan and the to ship hot sauce to every corner of this world. Let it be, Louisiana Baptist, that nothing stops us from sending the gospel to every corner of this world right here from Louisiana. Whatever else happens in this convention, will you join me in daily praying and proclaiming and expecting so that we might be daily reaping those who are being saved. God bless you, and thank you for the privilege of being executive director.